You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. It's me, Jason McIntyre. Happy Monday, Straight Fire. December 7th, an exciting, intoxicating Sunday in the NFL. I personally loved it. You know, I mean, the games were phenomenal at 1 p.m. The 4 p.m. games were kind of sleepy until the end. Uh, They got kind of exciting. We'll dive into everything. I hope everybody's having a tremendous holiday season so far. We don't really have a plan for Christmas break, and uh, we don't do breaks around here, obviously, but uh, the New Year's uh, week that will obviously be a uh, kind of a game time decision. I'm sure Rob G wants to uh, go drive his new truck around the country and celebrate his new ride. Me, I'm just here with the family. We're just watching football and doing fun things. And I, I guess coming off Sunday in the NFL, I, I, sh- I would almost want to start with Seattle losing and me being kicked out of my Survivor League where $16,000 was on the line. Um, you know, there was a bunch of teams left and I had Minnesota, Vegas, or Seattle. And I said, I don't trust Kirk Cousins. I don't trust Rob G's guy, Derek Carr. Let me ride with Russell Wilson. I trust him. And 
Russell Wilson essentially um, soiled himself for three quarters against the Giants and lost. But we'll get to that later. I have to start with, I think, you know, we got five big stories coming off Sunday. And the obvious big takeaway from Sunday's NFL slate in Week 13 is that the Cleveland Browns are a playoff team. And I know this year is 2020, and this has been the year from hell, and everybody hates it. But isn't it crazy that... This is the year that the Cleveland Browns decided to pop. You know, they haven't been to the playoffs since 2002. They haven't won a playoff game since 94. Yes, with Bill Belichick at the helm. Folks, the last time the Browns were in the playoffs, I was working at a newspaper. Hadn't even met the wife yet. Rob G, geez, he might have been in elementary school. He'll look that up for us. 2002. And with a win over the Titans on Sunday, an impressive win, a dominant win, Baker Mayfield, channeling, you know, Oklahoma Baker Mayfield, confident, borderline cocky, uh, totally composed in the pocket, never rattled. It was phenomenal. The Browns push forward to 9-3, and three, still have a negative point differential. Ha, 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 I got all your tweets, Browns fans. Wanted to shove that in my face. It's still a fact. You know, they're 9-3. and three. They're going to be in the playoffs. They will not host a playoff game unless the Pittsburgh Steelers totally implode and lose the division. Um, we'll get to that later, but Cleveland Browns season win total was eight and a half. I've exceeded that hitting nine huge win for me. My second season win total over hit Pittsburgh, of course, the first, but what I loved about the Browns besides Baker Mayfield's four touchdown passes in the first half. And again, this is the most comfortable he looked Sunday. He was with Oklahoma and they were against Georgia in the national semifinal. And if you guys remember the first half of that game, he was on fire. Baker Mayfield moving up and down the field against the SEC defense. Um, they had Roquan Smith, a couple other players on that Georgia defense. Baker caught a Philly special touchdown, I'm pretty sure. And then he did the throat slit gesture. You remember that? And then, of course, they ended up losing the game. But that was the best I've seen Baker Mayfield. And Sunday against the Titans, he was essentially that guy again. And I'll tell you the drive that really sold me. Okay, so they get the football. They jump out 3 nothing. And there was the first high leverage moment of the game, Tennessee fourth and one in Cleveland territory, and they get stopped. Fourth and one, they get stopped. A pretty big stop. Cleveland comes down, scores a touchdown, okay? And it's 10-0, and you're like, oh, here we go. Okay, Titans, you can pick it up. And Derrick Henry fumbles right out of the gate. Oh, Cleveland pounces on it, and they score a touchdown, 17-0. And at this point, you're like, okay, how are the Browns going to blow this? This is what they do. One of the worst franchises in NFL history. And, um... You know, Tennessee comes down and scores. And this is the drive right here. It's 17-7. Tennessee playing at home. You're like, okay, Titans are going to get a stop. Obviously, we know Cleveland, they're going to get nervous. Baker hasn't had a turnover in four weeks. Uh, they're going to play it safe, a lot of running. First down, Baker, beautiful play-action fake. Everybody bites. Tuck the ball, you know, kind of behind his, his hip like you do in like your backyard when you're playing with younger kids and they don't know. You just tuck it right behind your hip wide open down the field, Donovan Peoples-Jones, 75-yard touchdown. And that was the moment I said, holy cow, Kevin Stefanski is on one. I mean, he was rolling. Everything you thought he would do, he did the opposite. And it worked to perfection. Baker Mayfield and the Browns win. Um, I don't want to get too excited, but they have the Ravens, Giants, Jets, Steelers next. Now, all of a sudden, the Giants are not a pushover. Uh, we know the Jets are going to be plucky here. They've covered four of six, I believe. Ravens, we'll see what they've got on Tuesday. And the Steelers, 
in week 17. Steelers could be resting their guys. I don't know. We'll see what that is. But this is a 10-11 win Cleveland team. And if you look, <laughs> this is the best part. If you assume everybody ahead of them wins out and everything goes as, as according to schedule, the Browns will probably go on the road in the first round against the Titans-Colts division winner. And the beauty of it is they've already beaten each of those two teams this year. They manhandled the Colts at home, and they just manhandled the Titans. Folks, I looked this up. The Browns have played the Colts and the Titans this year. They have trailed for a total of seven minutes. Out of 120 minutes, they've trailed for seven. And they led both games by 17-plus. So, Kevin Stefanski... Baker Mayfield, Chubb, Hunt. Ah, I'm gonna end with this, and, and I know Rob G's gonna uh, not gonna like me for this, and I'm sure some people are not gonna like me for this, folks. The Cleveland Browns are playing their best football of the season, and Odell Beckham is not on the field. Odell Beckham is hurt; he's out for the year. And I, again, you never want to go overboard, but since they lost him in that Bengals game, Baker came back and won that game. Okay. They're 5-1 with the lone loss to the Raiders in a very sketchy, inclement weather game that, listen, Rob G, uh, he, he was a Raiders fan. He was watching that. Everybody knows that game. I, you don't want to toss it out, but it was in like 30-mile-an-hour winds, and nobody threw the football. It was, it was a slop fest. But I'm just saying, everybody who wanted to say, oh, well, they need Baker Mayfield. Oh, they're not going to go anywhere without him. They've beaten the Titans. Jags, Eagles, Texans, and that Bengals game, back when the Bengals had Burrow, without Odell Beckham. And I know that there's no Super Bowl winners in there, okay? It's still pretty impressive when you're throwing to Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, the kid Higgins. Nick Chubb was out for a few games. Like, you got to give a lot of credit to Kevin Stefanski and, yes, Baker Mayfield for being able to do this without Odell Beckham. And you want to push it push forward to next year? Um... You swap out Odell and you could get a nice defender or two with his salary. I think you're cooking with some gas if you are the Cleveland Browns. So that's my big takeaway from week 13. Number two, a guy I've gassed up on this podcast. Um, and it's funny because I'm texting Rob G throughout the day. Hey, what are some topics? I like this. What do you think? And late, he tossed this one in. Well, you could, could talk about Kyler Murray, like kind of sheepishly. Because I've been gassing up Kyler Murray. And folks... Uh, it's not a big deal to me. I own it when I'm right, and I own it when I'm wrong. You know, you don't. You never want to thump your chest too much. You're gonna be right. You're gonna be wrong. And since the hail mary, Kyler Murray against Buffalo, uh, they've lost three straight, and the offense is to blame. Yes, that is a fact. Um, they had their lowest offensive output of the season against the Rams earlier this year. I'm sorry, against the Rams last year, the lowest in the Kingsbury era. And the 232 yards of offense on Sunday against the Rams was the second worst of the Kingsbury era. So it's pretty clear. McVay, we know he owns Arizona. He's now 7-0 against the spread. 7-0 against Arizona in his three-plus years. But, folks, this uh, this Rams defense is real deal Holyfield. And Kyler Murray had 173 yards passing. The three touchdowns will mask the stench of a pick six and a fumble in his own end when he was trying to do too much. I believe Kyler Murray had three completions in the first half. And I'm just going to say, the numbers I've seen, and I wish I had them for you, but I can't find them. I don't know. Someone actually told them to me. Um, you know, I, Bottom line, someone 
close to the Cardinals organization told me, hey, man, Kyler was killing it early this season when teams were not blitzing him. And what they've adjusted in the last five games is, oh, we got we got to get a pass rush on this guy. We got to give him some new looks and kind of rattle him. And Kyler Murray has not adjusted well. And this is where the chess game matters. Cliff Kingsbury, step it up. The path to the playoffs is still there. They can beat the Giants next week. They can beat the Eagles. <laughs> Wait till we get to the Eagles. Uh, who knows who's going to suit up for the Niners. And then the rematch with the Rams in Week 17. So there is a path to the playoffs, but they've lost four or five. And Kyler Murray's just got to handle the blitz better. They're blitzing him. He, he, he's settling for passes. He's not delivering. And when teams take away uh, DeAndre Hopkins, as Jalen Ramsey did yesterday, uh, Hopkins, eight catches, 52 yards. Like When you remove him, all of a sudden you're like, holy cow, we're the playmakers. Fitz was out. Christian Kirk, a non-factor. Drake and Edmonds did nothing. Other than that 59-yard TD early to a wide-open tight end, they had nothing. I'm a little concerned for Click Kingsbury. Um, obviously, you don't want to break up that partnership. It's way too early to overreact. But they got to figure some stuff out. Third biggest takeaway, Week 13, Carson Wentz benched. Uh, I mean, Stevie Wonder saw this coming. Uh, Carson Wentz doing his thing in the first half. Like, I'm not going to turn it over. I'll just take a sack. And he took four sacks in the first half. Folks, it was the 10th straight game Wentz has been sacked at least three times. And it, at some point in the third quarter, Doug Peterson had seen enough. Um, and he pulled it. And he went with Jalen Hurts. And what do you know? Jalen Hurts leads a touchdown drive on a gorgeous touchdown pass. Um, and then Jalen Regor runs back a punt. Yeah, the guy we uh, took some shots at on this podcast being drafted before Justin Jefferson of the Vikings, who had another monster day. Rager houses a punt return, and the Eagles are covering. Um, and then, of course, the Aaron Jones, 77-yard touchdown run with three minutes left. You didn't need to do that, dog. Could have just gone down, milked the clock, won the game, but he felt like scoring and um, blew my cover. We'll get to the best bets later. But here's a troubling stat if you're Doug Peterson when you have the discussion all week about Wentz or Hurts. The Eagles did not have a red zone snap until there were eight minutes left in the football game. That's scary. They can't move the football. I don't know, guys. I just, I don't think you can go back to Wentz. And I know it becomes a real issue. Like, well, wait a sec. We're paying Wentz, what's the number on him? 30-something million dollars? Like, he's got a cap at of $34 million next year. And you're telling me we're not going to start him? We're going to have, we're going to bench a guy with a $34 million cap hit next year? And they can't get out of the contract. He's going to be on the roster next year. After next season, there is a ca- an out that saves them some money. But I don't know, man. This is a uh, it's going to be a tough week in Filthy Delphia, uh, aka Philadelphia. And um, Carson Wentz is getting killed in the pocket, and he's going to be beaten up badly in the media today and the rest of the week. Uh, that's a big story. I'm going to only briefly touch on number four: um, Seattle not covering, not winning. Because, again, a team I just touted. I mean, Rob, they win Monday night. The defense shows up. All of a sudden, yeah, Seattle's got a defense. This is a team that can get the number one seed in the NFC. And they come out, and they don't score a touchdown in the first half. And they're playing from behind when the defense gives up a big run. And Russell Wilson's got to bail them out once again. And all of a sudden, the Seattle offense is like, what the hell happened to them? I'm stunned. Russell Wilson, uh, you know, took over the game and tried to make it a a comeback, but it was just too little too late. Like, they were running effectively. It was just, I mean, this is a team that looked like they were sleepwalking uh, 
And you can't do that. They come out in the third quarter. And they go zero points. And they get outscored 14-0 by the New York Giants. And it wasn't even Danny Dines. Colt McCoy, Colt friggin' McCoy, who threw for 100 yards. He passed for 100 yards. You know who he was picking on? This is great. You're going to love this, Jets fans. Big, pivotal third down passes. He was going right at Jamal Adams. Second down passes. We need some yardage here. Let's go to Jamal Adams. He ate him up. I mean, let's, guys, I don't, I don't think that Jamal Adams trade is going to look good in the long term for Seattle. By the way, Jets fans, um, you have Seattle's first round pick, so this loss helps. Um, it was just one of those performances. Seattle got to the red zone once in the entire game. I, I, something's going on. Something is wrong with uh, Seattle. And I know it's tough to say that. Um, maybe maybe the opposite is true. This is about the Giants' defense, which held Russ to 4 for 13 on third down, 0 for 2 on fourth down. Um, maybe the Giants' defense is for real, and they're going to win that division. But Seattle losing, I definitely did not see that coming. Every teaser bet was blown up by that. And finally, and I know Rob G's been champing at the bit to get in on this. Um my New York Jets. I did have some on the money line. Felt good. And uh, that one hurt. It did. I wanted that win. I don't want to go 0-16. Nobody does. Nobody wants to go 0-16. Yeah, I want Trevor Lawrence, but I don't want to go 0-16. That's a stain that is difficult to remove. I mean, the Detroit Lions went 0-16. They're still a laughing stock. You basically have to win a Super Bowl to erase the stench of 0-16. The Browns went 0-16 recently. People still laugh at them. I don't want to root for a team that everybody's laughing at constantly. And I, I just, before we turn it over to Rob G, who's going to do a victory dance because Derek Carr bailed his ass out, um, I don't think Greg Williams tried to blow the game as so many douchebags were speculating on social media. And that's just lame. It's like, oh, please, give me retweets. Yeah, they were trying to blow the game. No, get out of here. Nobody blows a game. Here's what happened. Greg Williams likes the zero blitz, rattle the quarterback, make him throw it earlier than he wants, and end it. He did that to perfection in the red zone with, I don't know what, two minutes left, 90 seconds, right around there. And they blitzed on that fourth down, and Carr had to go off his back foot early. It was short. It had no chance, and it looked like the Jets had won. It was a smart fourth down play, but that's smart in the red zone. At midfield, you don't go zero blitz and leave a fifth round cornerback on an island against Henry Ruggs, one of the fastest players in the league. Like Derek Carr was laughing. He's like, oh, I'm so glad they blitzed and didn't have a safety back there. Who does that? It's prevent defense. There's 15 seconds left. They're at midfield. All you got to do is have the safeties back and don't get beat deep. That's the one thing you can't do. And Ruggs beats him deep and the uh, and the Raiders win. Um, I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to just say this. You guys know. 20, it's 2020. I'm trying to get in a good headspace. Everything happens for a reason. There's a reason this loss happened. I don't know what that is yet. Uh, you know, maybe ultimately we would have lost Trevor Lawrence. I we that sounds so nerdy. Maybe the Jets would have lost Trevor Lawrence if they won this game. I don't know. But it, it stunk at the time, man. It really, really stunk. All right, Rob G. As a Raiders fan, uh, you guys saved your hide. You're now uh in the thick of the playoff race once again after that drubbing you took in Atlanta. 
Um, you want to give props to anybody? What, do, what are we thinking here? Well, unlike Jets fans, Raider fans can say we because we are the Raider Nation. So I am part of the Raiders team. I get to collect a small paycheck every other Friday. And um, I, I do agree with you. I don't think they were trying to lose. I just think that was uh, a, a questionable play call and, and terrible coverage by that corner. Like I know everybody's yeah, he's just, not a good quarterback. Everybody's bailing and, and, and talking trash on Greg Williams. And, you know, he deserves it. But. That corner was so worried about a 12-yard out route that doesn't hurt you that he bit on that and Ruggs like, all right, well, let me just one extra step and I'm gone. So that was, uh, that was nice to see. Actually, my daughter was napping during that time and I screamed so loud and my wife came in and yelled at me. I got in trouble for getting excited because oh. I woke her up. But um, it was worth it to me. I yes. went in and apologized and she Certainly. was happy, so it was all good. But... Um, I mean, it was really bad there for a while. I mean, after what happened last weekend against Atlanta, then to see it happen again to the with the Jets, and I've I've got visions of going ten and six, eleven and five, and making a deep run in the playoffs, and to see it dashed by your New York Jetropolitans would have been tough. So uh, shout out to Derek Carr and shout out to uh, Henry Ruggs who uh, redeemed himself. Yeah, he and had most a tough game. Yep, most importantly, shout out to Greg Williams for calling that uh, play. I appreciate it. Let me quickly uh, ask you. Um, you guys led by 10. Sam Darnold had uh, fumble, interception, fumble consecutively in the second quarter. Like, how did the Raiders not run away with this game? Like, I, I just, uh, I, I don't know Josh Jacobs. I was all, I, I was such an idiot. I started Booker in fantasy and they barely used him. Um, Waller obviously was a beast, but it was almost like they had such a lock on Waller. They didn't, I didn't see much of anyone else. It felt to me like they were expecting the Jets to just roll over once they got that little lead. Because in the second half, what, what where they got their lead and how they were able to play well in the first half was just throwing the ball. Because without Josh Jacobs, I foolishly picked up uh, Devontae Booker thinking he would just yeah, at least give me 75% of Josh Jacobs. And that wasn't anywhere close to it. And he's a, definitely a lesser player. But they decided we're just going to run the ball, kill some clock, get out of here with the win. Jets will move on to what is it, 0-12. We'll be fine. And suddenly they go three and out. And then it's, you know, another three and out. And then it's a, a fumble by Ruggs. And next thing you know, you're right back in a football game. Yeah. And by the time they went back to the passing attack, it was they were disjointed. They weren't any kind of rhythm. Like you mentioned, the only receiver who was doing anything was uh, Darren Waller. Um, and, you know, like we said, shout out to Greg Williams for calling that, uh, that play and giving us a chance. So it was good. But I want to get back to something that you brought up earlier. Um, and that's Kyler Murray. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. I, I know you follow me on Twitter because I know you're always, you know, yes, putting these snide little comments thinking that you're funny. You're not that funny. But um, one thing I did say about Kyler Murray is that he is giving me serious steaming Willie Beeman vibes, you know, from any given Sunday. Remember in <laughs> Wait, that movie? Hold up, hold up, hold up. I got a memory jog here. Jamie Foxx? Jamie Foxx. Okay. Now, you, if you remember that movie, he starts off incredible. He's thrown up on the field, but he's putting up massive numbers. Then he does this Metrics commercial. And then he does an interview with the fake Jim Rome, and he talks about, uh, I got my invisible juice, and when I turn it on, they can't stop me. And suddenly, as soon as that interview happened, his just it falls apart completely. And they start losing, and he gets in fights in the locker room, and his linemen are saying, where's your steam at, Willie? Like, getting upset. And I feel like with Kyler Murray, ever since the Hale Murray happened, hmm. he has just been really, really bad. It's not like he's been... 
you know, just not as good as he had been. He's just been terrible. Like you mentioned, there was a time where he, I believe he was one for nine, and the one completion was just on a busted coverage, which was a yeah. long touchdown. Um, he has not been good at all. And I'm not sure if this is the stat that your buddy sent you, but I do have a stat about him against the Blitz. Coming into Sunday, in the previous four games, he had been blitzed almost 40% of the time. And in that time, he's, or excuse me, in that time, he's had three interceptions, three touchdowns, which means on his career, he's thrown more interceptions than touchdowns against the Blitz. Hmm. In the in the seven games before that, he'd only been blitzed 17% of the time. That's when we saw him running around and doing all of these different things. And that's how he ends up being a top of the ESPN, top 25 of 25 players. And, and what's funny about that, I know I'm coming, getting a little long-winded here, is in the same week that ESPN had the top 25, under 25, and Kyler Murray's number one, they also ran a column that says, have NFL teams crack the code on Kyler Murray? So I'm glad that they kind of got their <laughs> playing both sides, huh? You know, that's a shout out to them. That's how you really get the clicks up. But I mean, Kyler Murray, I I believe in his talent. I think he's a good, really good player. But just like we saw with Lamar Jackson, teams have adjusted to him, and so far, neither he or Cliff Kingsbury have shown they know how to adjust back. It's a double edged sword, Rob G. I think what you're talking about is. Kyler wants to run less because you can't get you can't get injured if you're the star quarterback, right? You're the franchise quarterback. They can't have you running. But that's what makes him great is the running. Look at the stats running the football for Kyler Murray during the three-game losing streak, okay? Five carries, 15 yards. Five carries, 31 yards. Five carries, 15 yards. Rob, I mean, that's not enough. During the winning streak earlier this season— Nine carries, 10, 14, 11, 11. And he's getting like anywhere from 60, 70, 80, 100 yards rushing. He hasn't had a touchdown run in three games. Oh, did you notice they haven't won the last three games? Prior to that, he had had a touchdown run in five consecutive games. Like he is the most dangerous running quarterback in the league. His longest carry yesterday, seven yards. His longest carry against Seattle in the loss, eight yards. Prior to that, he had no no games with a carry under 10 yards. Like, I, I maybe teams are starting to figure him out, which I hate saying because it's so early in it. At least Lamar had an entire season, won an MVP, and they figured him out. But, I mean, Kyler's completion percentage is still 68, but his yards per attempt are going way down. So I think what's happening is they're blitzing him. He's having trouble identifying the blitz, and he's going to the quick, short passes, which are not nearly as dangerous. He doesn't have as much time to uncork the bombs. And under pressure, he's shriveling a little bit. You know, this is a second-year quarterback. I mean, it stinks that he's under this kind of spotlight, but we saw this with Baker, right? Baker Mayfield has a good first year, set some rookie quarterback records, leads the league in commercials, and it all goes to his head. And now Kyler Murray, you know, Hail Mary— Toast of the town, like you said, there was all these articles about him, and all of a sudden, wait, did it go to his head? I, I don't. I think he's a little more level-headed and is, can handle it. But we're talking about a twenty-three-year-old kid. Um, I, I, I really hope he gets it together. I have money on the Cardinals to get to the playoffs, and I like his chances. I just, uh, this is going to be a tough week. We just saw Russell Wilson struggle against the New York Giants. Kyler Murray has to fly across the country, early start. Off three straight losses. And, um, I mean, this is a big spot in New York City. You know, this is going to be one of those early marquee games that everybody's going to be watching. Giants chasing first place uh, playoff berth. I don't know, Rob. I I have some concerns about Kyler. 
Well, you should, because were it not for the Hale Murray, they would have lost five games in a row. Yeah. So, and then another thing, uh, Brock Heward and Greg Jennings were on the call. Greg Jennings is a friend of mine. I know he's a friend of yours. Big yeah, good guy. Um, they actually mentioned, I don't really hear this as much as I thought I would when he got into the NFL. He had a couple of passes that were batted down at the yeah. line of scrimmage. And what they said is, with his height, the only way he's able to complete passes over the middle is if he's fading way back so he can see over the line. Yeah. Or he scrambles up in the pocket and is able to, you know, do it that way. And what you're seeing is when teams are blitzing, you can't step in the pocket. You either got to bail out or, or do something different. And what it's doing is it's, it's wiping away any chance of throwing into those voids of where the blitz is because he can't see over the line. So, you know, that's another thing to keep an eye on. Yeah, um, that, I know the Baker stuff and Drew Brees went through this. Everybody wants to talk about the height and you need a big six foot. Yeah, but Drew Brees you know? is like three inches taller than Kyler Murray. This is true. Uh, it, it, Kyler is obviously way quicker and a different quarterback, but you got to put him in positions to succeed. Um, maybe you got to spread the field more, get Isabella out there, get more four wide sets, um, open it up. Uh, I, 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 there's got to be a solution. Kingsbury's supposed to be an offensive genius. You know, figure this out. He's li- he's living that baller life in Arizona. Remember during the draft, they had a picture of him in his backyard, looked like Xanadu. I mean, geez, um, bro, why don't you figure this out? You know, come on, Cliff Kingsbury, stop being a playboy, dating all these chicks, and living the dream out there in Arizona, and and get it together. Well, you know who else is supposed to be a offensive genius, and you brought it up earlier is Doug Peterson. Oh, come on. I mean, and, and again, I, we talked we talked about this off the air, and we talked about it. I think uh, last week as well. At what point does he have to wear this? Because I've seen, like, you know, Carson Wentz got benched. And now you are you have the, was it $90 million question is, what are you going to do with Carson Wentz? Because he's he's not going anywhere next season. And I don't know if he's going to get out of it the, the following year because you have $35, $37 million two years from now against the cap with him. So in most instances, the coach goes before the quarterback, especially yeah. the, the franchise quarterback. And somehow, he's been living off this Nick Foles, <laughs> Joe Flacco-esque miracle run for, what is it now, three or four years? Yeah. And what has he done since then? I mean, him and Matt Nagy ha- have s- slowly become like Big 12 coaching quarterback, like uh, uh, coaches. Yeah. Like they, they, they have this reputation of this innovative offense and look at how, how uh, aggressive I am. And then you look at the, the box score and you're like, oh, you guys only had... 212 yards and three for 10 on first down. But, you know, you run a lot of shotgun. That's cool. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't get it. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm I I'm concerned uh, not only about, I think, I mean, Carson Wentz, we, we know he's kind of done there. But is he going to try to use Jalen Hurts as like this life jacket that maybe this is going to help him keep his job because yeah. now he's got a new quarterback? I don't know if that's going to work. I, I don't, listen, it's too early to have a major verdict on Hurts, but he couldn't make the throw to the sideline. One was way short and the other was picked. So, I, I mean, I'm not questioning his arm strength, but he, 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 he just couldn't make the throw. Uh, a quick word on Nagy. We didn't talk about the Bears. Uh, did you see their meltdown, by the way, at the end of the game? I did. Okay, so did. they led the Lions by 10. Um, and the Lions have this long drive down the field, and they get a touchdown. So there's like a little over, maybe a little less than two minutes left. Chicago calls for Trubisky to drop back and pass. You're nursing a three-point lead with two minutes left. Trubisky, because this is what he does, fumbles the football at like his own 15-yard line. 
and of course the Lions go in a couple plays later. Um, I'm sorry, he's on like 10-yard line. And Adrian Peterson goes in for the touchdown. They score two touchdowns in like a 45-second span, and they shock the Bears. The Bears lose again. That's six losses. Do you remember, after the Bears lost to the Rams on Monday Night Football, we had the discussion, who's the worst 5-2 and two team? And we batted around a bunch of teams. We looked at point differential. And unequivocally, if you guys go back and listen, it was the Chicago Bears. They were a joke. And they showed it on uh, on Sunday. I, I would not be surprised, listen, um, if Nagy is on the track to get fired, um, I would not be shocked if the GM went with him. This is just a gutless performance uh, from the Bears. They had, they had an incredible ground game. They ran for 267 yards because... They said, oh, we don't trust Trubisky throwing, so what the hell do you do at the end of the game? Yeah, drop Trubisky back to throw. I mean, it was unbelievable. I, I, I was stunned. Uh, I'm sorry, not 260 yards. They had 140 yards rushing the football. <laughs> That's a little different. Yeah, yeah, my bad. I, I, just a quick glance at the box score. But they had three rushing touchdowns in the first half, and I have in my notes here from the telecast, that was the most rushing touchdowns the Bears have had in a half, the first half, since 19. 19- 1994. Somebody told me it was the, the running back was Neil Anderson. I did not look it up. Um, I, I was stunned at that. But like, folks, that is quite awful. I mean, that, that just shows how bad the Bears have been for so long. And Nagy, oh, just, you know, this is going to be one of those head coaching openings. Um, could be enemy work here. I don't know. Uh, and just to quickly get back to your Eagles, um, I don't want any Jets fans to panic. I know we have a lot of Jets fans listening because I'm, you know, a big Jets nerd. Um, Joe Douglas is the Jets GM. He came to New York from Philadelphia. He helped compile the roster with Doug Peterson. Um, if Doug Peterson wants to get the hell out of Philly and he wants a lifeboat and he wants a number one pick quarterback... <laughs> You know, could he wedge his way into the Jets? I don't know. Uh, it gets me a little concerned. Um, frankly, I'd rather have Dabo Sweeney. I know Dabo's never done anything at the NFL level, but um, I like the creativity. And people are going to say, well, Jay, you don't want a Super Bowl winning coach? Come on, get Peterson. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> Is he coming with Frank Reich? Uh, can you bring Frank Reich from the Colts to be the offensive coordinator? I, I just... Rob G, I'm out on Peterson. I haven't liked anything that I've seen from them this year. Um, I don't know. I, I just, oof, it just, it gets me upset to think that. I want something new, something fresh, you know? Can we go find a friggin' McVay? What about Joe Brady in Carolina? What if he's McVay? Nobody knows. Nobody had heard of McVay. He was, an, he was a, a quarterback's coach in Washington and then an OC and then boom, he's a head coach. And I mean, Rob G, listen, you're out here in LA and. We get a lot of McVay force-fed to us. And this guy delivers, man. He has been a pretty damn good coach his entire time as a head coach, right? He's pushing all the right buttons. You know, I read how he picked up this defensive coordinator, Brandon Staley. Um, apparently, Staley helped devise something to shut somebody down, and McVay was so taken, like, oh my gosh, that's an incredible job. That he hired the guy. And I think it was somehow one of McVay's offenses that he shut down. And Staley has been a great find. Initially, he got Wade Phillips, the DC, who was outstanding. And now he's got Staley. And um, I know financially they're in a weird place paying Goff so much, paying Aaron Donald so much, paying Jalen Ramsey. How do they compose a roster? 
uh, around those guys, you have McVay scheme it up. I mean, he's dialing up some awesome stuff. Um, I, I I don't know about you, Rob G. I, I love everything I've seen from McVay. Yeah, it's funny that you bring up Sean McVay for two reasons. Number one, because he's in the same city as Anthony Lynn. Oh, so you don't, have no. arguably what like if not the best, one of the top three or four best coaches in football. And then a guy like Anthony Lynn, who I saw on Twitter, people who cover the team have said that this is the worst coach team that they have seen in their time covering football. Like maybe not the worst record. And that's what makes it so, so stark is that the Ram, if you were to compare just the rosters, the Chargers and the Rams, I would take the Chargers roster all day, every day over the Rams roster. Even oh, with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, just top to bottom, they are stacked with the with the Chargers. But their Chargers are going to charge, or they're going to find a way to make these dumb mistakes, like you saw last week against the Bills with the quarterback sneak. You know, on what was it, fourth down at the goal line, and then they get stuffed when they're there. The the offensive line was pass blocking, and Justin Herbert was trying to quarterback sneak, and it just all went bad. And then you saw on Sunday, first they have a field goal attempt before the end of the half get blocked, return for a touchdown, and. Um, Oh, excuse me, they had a punt return for a touchdown. They had a block field goal for a touchdown. Then the next time they punt again, they only had 10 guys. And it's like, <laughs> what are you doing, man? And then to bring it full circle again, Brett, about the Rams, I told you off the air that I, I've rested my starters in fantasy football. Oh, come on. Because, because I'm already secure the number one seed, and I want to make sure that they're rested for the postseason. And I ended up resting the Rams defense. Because they they've been riding them, so I had to go with the, the Pick Bears. Six? Jeez. Yeah, I got the Bears who gave me negative four, but it was fine. Still good enough for me to win. Rested Alvin Kamara. You won. I did win. My oh team my is so God. loaded. I was able to rest Alvin Kamara because you know he had tired legs, so I, I want to make sure he's fresh Resting for, for the your <laughs> fantasy football Look, man, team. I'm bringing all that karma my way. I'm trying to win this league. That is uh, that's as good as it gets, uh, Rob G. So, anyways, that's our week thirteen early takeaways. Uh, Obviously, two games tonight we'll get to next with the best bet. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Covino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. All right, it's time for the best bet here on Straight Fire. Good news, bad news, folks. Good news, we got two Monday night football games. Very excited. We also have a Tuesday night game. I kind of dig that, uh, especially here during the holiday season. And we had a mixed bag this past weekend. You know, we kind of touched on some of the games earlier. We misfired on the Eagles getting eight and a half. Uh, listen, it happens. Aaron Jones, 77-yard touchdown run with three minutes left. You don't expect that. You think maybe he's just going to go out of bounds. They're going to milk the clock, salt it away. No, he wanted the touchdown. Um, so that was a loss. Indy was a nice win, kind of a lucky win, given the Texans were knocking on the door, right? Uh, they were inside the 10-yard line. Deshaun Watson fumbles. Heck, the Texans might win that game outright. Uh, Colts get a little bit lucky there. And the other individual pick was Washington, which is tonight. Washington, eight and a half. We got a good number. Listen, we gave that out Friday. If you bet it, you got a good number. Down at seven. Um, There was some Ben Roethlisberger questions over the weekend. I think, you know, he's going to be fine. Ben Roethlisberger, he's old. You know, he's always been dinged up. Um, And then the teaser, which I felt so good about. I mean... A four-leg teaser, one of them was the 49ers, that hasn't happened yet, but it doesn't matter. Raiders hit down at two, but oh my gosh, Seattle? Still can't get over that loss, and I do not want to discuss Anthony Lynn and the Chargers. Um, Don't know what I was thinking. 
thought I could outthink the room. Didn't think the Belichick stuff was uh, that big of a deal. And my gosh, that's I'm embarrassed I gave that out. So uh, one and one, one and two heading into Washington. And I'm going to add the 49ers tonight. They're favored by one. And, you know, if we could just dig into this game real quick. Have you guys looked at how odd the Niners season has been? Okay, so they've beaten the two bad New York teams when the Giants were really bad early. Uh, Danny Dimes was turning the ball over left and right. They beat the Jets um, easily. They beat the Patriots when they were broken. Remember, they were coming off the COVID, and San Fran ran all over them in New England. And they beat the Rams twice, which is (laughs) a bit of an oddity given how good uh, the Rams are. And the Rams are a playoff team. That NFC East is weird. Everybody has somebody's number, right? Uh, The Rams and McVay, they dominate Arizona. They dominate Seattle. And they can't win against Kyle Shanahan. Very weird uh, dynamic they're going on in the NFC West. And, you know, back to these Niners. Like, the injuries have made this such an uneven season. And for me, this is a tough game to handicap because a guy like Debo Samuel matters so much. And I'll be honest, Thursday he missed practice. I said, no way I'm taking the Niners. Okay, Friday he shows up at practice, and it's like he's fine, and he's a full go. And it's like, all right. And the reason is because they don't really have anyone who can straight up make plays. Mostert can out of the backfield, but he's you got to wonder about the injury tag. I mean, the guy's always dinged up. And you take out Mostert. It's like, say he goes down like he did against the Rams, right, uh, at halftime earlier this season in the first meeting. He goes down. They had no offense in the second half. They literally had nobody moving the football. And my favorite stat from the 49ers, okay? Yards after the catch, yak. Debo Samuels played five games. He leads the Niners in yak by over 100 yards. He's played five games. He is a guy that Kyle Shanahan is going to scheme up, get him matched up against a linebacker, get him matched up against a cornerback. He runs past the linebackers. He runs over the cornerbacks. He's a real tough guy. I I love me some Debo Samuel. So with him healthy... With Mostert, you saw George Kittle saying, hey, guys, hold it down. I'm coming back. And, you know, you toss in Kittle late in the season, and the 49ers all of a sudden are a dangerous team. And I do like them. I bet them here to take down Buffalo. Um, I got to be honest. I I still don't know what to make of of Josh uh, Allen, the quarterback of the Bills. I joked on FoxSports.com that the Buffalo Bills are like the Hulu of the NFL. Hulu, do you want to get it? Well, you know, they do have that one good show uh, I, I think Reese Witherspoon made it, and it looks kind of cool and interesting. And, you know, there was this other good show. Who I love Lost. You know, do I want to get Hulu just so I can watch old episodes of Lost? And then ultimately, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I could, I could probably do without it. And that's how I feel about the Buffalo Bills. Like, they're kind of good sometimes. And overall, I just, eh. I'm not buying them as a Super Bowl team coming out of the AFC. I'm just not. No John Brown, the receiver, speedy, huge, huge factor. Without him last week against the Chargers, you could see the offense kind of sag and take a hit. It was very, uh, everything short, nothing big and deep. If you go back to that Seattle game with John Brown on the field, they're getting chunks. You got to respect his speed deep, and you really don't have to. Diggs is a short guy, and, and Beasley likes the short out patterns. And if they're unable to run against the Niners... Uh, and the Rams had some struggles. Uh, Cam Akers had a nice game, but ultimately, you know, a 95-yard rushing game for the Bills is not going to cut it here. They're going to need a big run game. They had like a buck 75 uh, last week against the Chargers. They're going to need that and the defense to produce. The wild card here is Nick Mullins. I have been bullish on Mullins as a backup since we saw him fill in for Jimmy G two years ago, okay? 
Earlier this year, if you remember the Island game against the Eagles, he was terrible. He got benched for a pick six, and I took a lot of heat. Everybody's like, oh, your guy Nick Mullins, Jason, he stinks. Well, Nick Mullins has settled down, and with Kyle Shanahan designing plays, Mullins is getting it done. Um, I think Mullins gets the job done here. Remember, this is a Bills defense all season that has been very weak. I like the Niners favored by one. So doubling up tonight on the best bet. We got Washington at eight and a half. Again, it's down at seven. You want to take it. You're not getting the best number. Maybe you want to tease Pittsburgh and whoever you like in 49ers Bills. But I got the uh, Niners by one and Washington getting eight and a half. That's it for today. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.